Betsy and Whipper. Between 100 to 200 millimetres of rainfall yesterday. The winds pick up last night. It is a disaster zone at the moment. If you are waking up this morning, Maddie DeGroote will give you updates on your roads, check your local areas, and hundreds of schools across Sydney have been closed for the day. But it is northern New South Wales that we need to focus on. A man who said that the flood images do not do it justice. It is catastrophic at the moment and he's heading up to Lisbon today is our Premier, Dominic Perrottet. Thanks for joining us, Dom. Morning, guys. How are you going? Good, mate. Where are you at the moment? Just on transit across uh, to Lismore. Um, but obviously, there's been, it's been a devastating time um, up here for, for many people and uh, there's a big job ahead of us. And yesterday, we appointed the Deputy Police Commissioner Mal Lanyon to coordinate uh, the recovery up here, but it's it's going to take a lot of time to get these communities uh, back on their feet. Can we focus on Lismore, Dom? Is yeah. it basically... Is it Has it all been decimated? Like, is it, is it basically all of Lismore gone? Well, it's terrible. Um, it's, I've, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, just imagine, it's 14 and a half metres. I mean, there is debris everywhere. Um, and if you're in the town centre, I mean, every business uh, has been decimated. Um, homes have been lost. We've got around a 1,000 people in temporary accommodation who've had to move um, away. Um, but, guys, I'll make this point. The, the spirit um, and courage and bravery that um, I have seen over the, over the last week um, up here makes me incredibly proud to be um, an Australian. I mean, people have just put their lives... Um, on the line, not to help men, just their mates out, but mm. to help strangers out. And uh, I've met so many people, and you know, the SES, um, uh, and just uh, and people who aren't registered volunteers who have just left their homes as, as they've been mm. um, flooded, mm. look after and save other people. You've just never seen anything like it. And I can't, I can't tell the stories enough. And the images on TV and in the papers really don't show as you are. Driving around, let's take Lismore. You're driving around uh, from one end of the town to the other, and there is just uh, homes that have been destroyed, one after the other after the other. Businesses um, that have been completely washed out. Mm. Um, the cleanup here is going to take a lot of time, and we, you know, we've set up these structures in place. I've got my focus here is to get the cleanup conducted as quickly as possible to get people into housing. Uh, to provide financial support, fix the roof. We've had bridges washed away. I mean, when you come into Lismore on the mm. first day, I came into Lismore. You know, there's fridges in trees. Mm. God, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't imagine. Like, yeah. I can't do it justice. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, my, but, but my focus is to get every one of our people up here. Uh, back on their feet as quickly as possible. Tom, a further 5,000 um, Australian Defence Force troops have been deployed in the area to help with the clean-up. I suppose the big thing is, where do you start? I mean, you've got the homes, then you've got the main street and the businesses. Um, is it is it just rubbish removal? And where does all that go? Like, what do you, where do you kick yeah, things well, off? Well, it didn't say where do you start. I mean, it can it can be overwhelming. You speak to a lot of the business owners. I was speaking to Catherine, a local publican here. Um, she had to close during the 2017 floods. Uh, it's now, I mean, and that was at the level of the bar. This one's over the roof. Right. Uh, so you know, we were having the same conversation about where do you start? You just got to take it uh, one day at a time. Um, the cleanup to me is the number one um, priority right now. Um, and uh, we're working very closely with the council on disposal. We had 4,000 tonnes of debris 
um, collected in Jeez. just one day. Wow. Uh, I mean, this is this this gives you a sense of it. And um, but yeah, there's, there's, it's it's multifaceted, but you've just got to have different streams of work um, alongside each other, getting the cleanup done. Importantly, getting people into not just emergency accommodation, but finding longer-term accommodation for them as well, and we're working really hard on that. And then giving people the financial support just to give them um, the hope that... that yeah, uh, hope's a big back. one. Are you, do you, can you, are you in charge of those defence troops as well? I mean, they've been copping it quite a bit yesterday as a marketing campaign. Um, Dom, you know, there's been cameras out, you know, filming what they've been doing, and, and a lot of people have been asking what have they actually been doing. We, we are deploying more up there, but are you in charge of that just to control of what, what they are going to do? Yeah, so the federal government has given um, the state the authority to direct those um, that work, and they'll be doing a lot in the immediate term in relation to assisting with the cleanup, and that's going to be very well received. And that presence on the ground here uh, is is much greater. You yep. can really sense that, and that and that provides a lot of support uh, to many in the local communities who have felt isolated um, and abandoned, particularly in um, more remote um, communities um, up here. But they'll also be doing things like um, putting up temporary bridges where, where we need uh, crossing uh, crossing to occur. So um, they're on the ground. That's incredibly pleasing. Plus, so many members of the SES, thousands of SES workers, RFS workers. It's a massive team effort. And as hard as it is, and they talk about where do you start, as overwhelming as the scenes are, I cannot say enough how overwhelming um, the spirit is here. And uh, there's so many stories. Uh, the one I, I most was... So I, I ran into somebody who showed me on his phone that, um, you know, we were telling people not to go out. But these, everyone took, everyone, uh, you know, didn't, put, you know did, didn't look after themselves. This guy goes out in a jet ski mm. and goes up to a two-story house that's flooded, almost the front door uh, on the second story. He calls in and out, out comes a, a, a little four-year-old boy in a oh life jacket. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, he takes, and he takes him to safety. But that's, <clears throat> guys, that, that's just one. Yeah. There are hundreds. There are hundreds of yep. these stories um, right across the board. But one, you know, one thing I know is we're going to get it done. It's going to take time, but we're going to get the job done. Dom, closer to the city here, Camden, the Manly Dam as well. Some of the images out of there. Will you be visiting that area? Yeah, I was obviously in Sydney yesterday, and um, we'll be we'll be down there. I mean, there's, there's a flooding right across the state. We've never seen anything like it. I mean, what's pleasing to see, what's pleasing to see is that the weather forecast is predicted to improve yes. towards the back end of this week. They say, the, the, the Bureau is saying Thursday it should clear, but then we've got winds picking up. But that doesn't mean that the flood levels um, won't continue to rise. And mm-hmm. it's not just Camden, it's Hawkesbury and Apean. We've got 40,000 people subject to evacuation orders. And it's just important to know if those orders are in place, people need to get out. Yep. And if those yep. warnings are in place, uh, which, comes, which generally comes first, you get an evacuation warning. If that comes in, you get ready to leave. You get the order, you get out, and it's really important people do that because the SES know what's coming. Um, they've assessed it, and many people won't see the, the initial um, impact in front of them, but we've just got to follow those instructions and keep people safe. Too true. We know how busy you are, Premiers, but we really appreciate appreciate your time. Um, good luck in Lismore today, mate. Obviously, there's going to be some harrowing images that you do see up there, and, and thanks for coming on the show, Dom. 
Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dom. Take care. So, I mean, the only positive, I suppose, with that wind picking up is it, it was drying a little... It was drying the roads mm. out a little bit. Mm, mm. But it was just, you know, there was uh, trees coming down last night as well. The SES were very, very busy. Flat out. If you've been affected, give us a call, 13 James in Freshwater. What happened with the floods at your joint, Jim? Oh, g'day, boys. I, um, Shelley Beach at Manly yesterday was just unrecognisable. There was a river knee-deep just flying down the hill. I usually run there uh, every couple of days along Manly and up to Shelley Beach, and it was unrecognisable yesterday. I can't, could not believe it. Jimmy, what about your house, mate? Much damage there? Uh, we've got a pretty faulty deck at the back, at the back, and yeah, uh, yep. it, was, it was coming in the, through the holes in the roof of it. But uh, luckily, inside's all good. Yeah, some of those photos in Manly where the two buses were in the main street there, and then you've got the women being helped out of the car by the SES workers. It's extraordinary. Jo- James, Thanks, did, James, did you go down to Freshwater Beach? Could you even get near there? Uh, I've, I've just come from there now, and the, the, there's, there's not a lot of beach left. No, there's, uh, there's a bit of sand. Usually, there's a big lot of sand, but um, it's going to take a couple of weeks to get back to its glory. And there's all that driftwood as well. Yeah, it's just yeah, a a I don't, and it's just all around the harbour. The water is just such an, a, yep. a, a horrible brown. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that will be to flush well, out. It all floats down from the Hawkesbury, so you've got all sorts of debris in the water. Heath, in Oran Park, your work has been affected by the floods, Heath. Yeah, mate, yeah, we're building a new airport, so we haven't worked for nearly three weeks now. Oh, my God, wow. of course. What's the state of things there, Heath? Do you know? Uh, no, they did a management report yesterday, but most of it would be uh, reworks with all the topsoil being yeah, uh, right. down to the drains and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, we're three-quarters of the way through the job. And, Heath, so, is that you putting your feet up saying, you know, keep raining, I don't mind, I'm getting paid a minute at home? <laughs> no, no, we're most the opposite, mate. We don't want to do our reworks. Yeah, yeah too of true. Of course, Heath. That'll be so. I can't land the Cessna today down there, Heath. Not ready yet. <laughs> nah, nah. No, you can try. Okay, yeah, I'll have a crack. <laughs> have a crack at it. Chantel and Tamor, what's happened at you, with your place with the floods? Uh, we had our two bedrooms and the whole back area flooded down inside the house. Oh no! How uh, how flooded was it, Chantel? Uh, the carpets went halfway through to the middle of the room. We couldn't handle it, so we had to rip them up. Do you reckon, <sighs> insurance-wise, have you checked that out, Chantelle? Are you covered? Oh, what a joke. We rang Wednesday last week, still haven't heard from them, and probably not going to be worth it, to be honest. So we'll just pay for it. See, this is the thing. Like, I, I, Even if you do have insurance, mm. to get through, number one, you finally get through. Then to have someone to come out and look at it will take a, a while mm. as well. We're talking mould now as well. Mould in houses is just going to be a huge problem. It's bad for your health. Well, if you've got kids, it's horrible. You've got to get it fixed pretty quickly. I don't know how this is going to happen. I mean, it is a long process, but insurance-wise, that is going to take you months and months and months. Imagine how busy they'll be. I mean, you're right, and just the stench. Once it gets in, you can't get it out. We spoke to our Premier, Dominic Perrottet, earlier today, and he was explaining SES warnings and how you should approach that over the next couple of days. We've got 40,000 people subject to evacuation orders, and it's just important to know if those orders are in place, people need to get out. And if those warnings are in place, uh, which which generally comes first, you get an evacuation warning. If that comes in, you get ready to leave. You get the order, you get out, and... It's really important people do that because the SES know what's coming. Um, they've assessed it, and many people won't see the, the initial 
um, impact in front of them, but we've just got to follow those instructions and keep people safe. Heed the warning. What about this one on a bit of a lighter note? Uh, somebody reporting on the floods as a car drove past uh, became slightly unprofessional when he realised he was going to be drenched by the um, travelling car. We've received a lot of rain overnight. A lot of the canals around Jemison Park. Just slow down, buddy, otherwise you go... Woo, 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 slow off. Come on. Oh, wow. Oh, excuse the language, but that's a smart-ass... <laughs> the car has completely drenched him on the side of the road. I mean, it's affected a lot of people oh. this morning. Uh, Belinda in Mount Cola, what, what happened to your place while you are on your honeymoon, Belinda? Oh, the honeymoon was amazing in Tasmania. The weather was perfect. We flew back into turbulence, and then we got home, and our garage in Mount Cola was completely flooded. We've managed to salvage quite a few things. And then in the house, the ceiling caved in. Oh. Um, and, like, it's nothing in comparison to people from Lismore and the Hawkesbury and the Pian. Mm. But it was just a shock to come home to that when we'd been watching the news and there was no reporting on Mount Cola. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Belinda, anything really special that you've lost? Oh, uh, Probably not really, to be honest, because we just buy so much crap in our lives, don't we? We don't really need it. We've got the photos, and that's what's most important. Yeah, well said, Great Belinda. Outlook, Belinda. And you found love, Belinda. So yeah. you still love him? I mean, it's only the honeymoon, but you still love him? <laughs> yeah, well, the honeymoon's over, but I tell you what, um, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon. You know, I was yeah. a single mum for eight years, and. Over the honeymoon? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. He doesn't listen to you guys, though, so there is an issue. I've got to get him on board. Good on yeah, you, Belinda. Good on you, Belinda. Work on that, please. Thank you so much for your call. Felicity on the Central Coast, what happened to your friends who live in Tarawong? Yeah, they live in a place called Tuggerawong. Uh, this is, they've been living there for just over three and a half years, and for three years running, they've been flooded right through the bottom of their house. Mm. Um, it's been like the mud's come in, the seaweed's been in. They've had to move everything from the bottom floor up uh, the first year, they, they had costs of $100,000 of insurance. Oh, my God. Don't know what it was last year, and they had the insurers in again yesterday. And as I said, it's not as bad as what it has been, uh, but, yeah, it's just the same thing. We go down, put the gum boots on and head on down and, you know, help them clean it all up. So, yeah. To Felicity, you know, there's a lot of these people, and they love where they live and where they grew up, and you ask them, have you ever thought about moving? If this has happened to them three years in a row, what, what's their answer? Yeah, it's interesting you should ask that because my husband's a civil engineer, and when they were looking at building, uh, moving down there, he actually said to them, you know, you're moving into a 100-year flood zone. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be okay, and... I think, uh, yeah, my girlfriend said to me on the weekend, I'm not ready to throw it in yet, wow. but we're just about ready to, I think. And then the neighbours, a couple of them are actually going to put their houses up for sale. And yeah, I bet, I bet. That too. Are they going to get the money that they've paid for it? And, you know, knowing what they're, they're moving into, you may not get that. Uh, you know what, Flick? What you've put into it. So. Amazing too, though, that for the third year in a row that it's happened that they still actually do have insurance and there's a company prepared to insure them. Well, that's going to be a thing, isn't it? I know that we've got other friends that live in a little place called Marty, and uh, they were only, we're only talking to them on the weekend. They can't afford it any, anymore. Twenty-two thousand dollars a year. Wow, oh, that's, that's, that is madness. That's ridiculous. Northern Beaches yesterday um, was just a nightmare. Michael Regan, who is the mayor of the Northern Beaches, is in Manly now. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Thanks for having me. Michael, some of the images were unbelievable. I mean, yesterday when obviously you realised that it was worst case in Manly, what did you do? Where did you go? 
Yeah, it was pretty biblical, wasn't it? I mean, we were cut off at some stage. I mean, who ever thought you'd close the uh, Roseville Bridge? It was just mm. water coming from both sides, and it was just a pool, and thank goodness no one was hurt. And then we saw what was happening there in McKellar Girls, and we expect Narrabeen Lagoon, and we expect some of the other areas, but it was just full on. So we just uh, fortunately have been preparing for the worst, and uh, we had things ready to go straight away should they get worse, which they did, mm. but not to the extent we thought, like, sandbags and stuff were readily available. So... People were out there helping each other do all that, which was great, but it was just unbelievable. Is that the first time that you've ever known that there's been an exact a, a evacuation from, from Manly, Michael? Uh, not, probably the first time for myself. I think some of but talking to some of the locals who have been here forever, like yep. 70, 80 years, first time they've seen anything this bad, 100%, because it was just so quick, so relentless, and it's just they just did not see it coming, and it was extraordinary. Are there still surfers out, Michael? <laughs> I was down there this morning at 7 o'clock and there were people playing volleyball on the sand and there's the odd surfer out there yet. Oh, Isn't that man. madness? Especially as the wind picks up over today and the next couple of days. Well, you'd think there'd be debris in the water as well, oh, Michael, yeah. wouldn't there? Oh, of course there'll be debris in the water and the things. And I guess uh, you know the surfers, they've got their own um, attitudes and mentality and uh, I think an experience, so I'll leave it to them to make those decisions. And you know, the experts they stay out, so the majority of us stay out. But look, we're not doing it as tough as the you know, say it lives more of yeah. yep. hearing your stories there. So we're not going to complain too much. But yeah, we're just getting on with the cleanup today. But it's the winds now that we're worried about. They're full on and uh, and lots of tree damage and lots of rock slips and uh, landslides and the like overnight. Mm -hmm. so they're, they're dealing with those assessments now. So it's pretty. Uh, it's going to be a busy day or busy, busy few weeks. Thank you for your time, Michael. Good luck with everything today, mate. No, thank you very much for checking in. Always. The Fitzy and Whippers Show is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcast.com.au.